Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C. I'm from the Boston area, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, July 10th, 2020, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book on page Roman numeral 17, that's XVII, the second paragraph that starts with a second small group. Today's team consists of Loretta H. on the steps, Barbara E. for the traditions, and the readers of the text are Audrey, MP, Liz V., and the host for the, the second hour is Jen A., and the newcomer greeter is going to be Dory P. Today, the reference numbers for yesterday, which was Thursday, July 9th, are these. The 7 a.m. meeting yesterday, 14,952, 14,952. And the 10 o'clock meeting yesterday, Eastern Time, 14,953, 14,953. The preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose is this. The fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Loretta H. to read the 12 steps for us. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Penny, and good morning to everybody who does service on this healthy meeting. This is Loretta H., Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, and Anorexic. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to ourselves and to another human being, to God and to ourselves and another human being, the exact nature of our will. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
10, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood it, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that up. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. And now I'm going to ask Barbara E. to read the 12 traditions for us. My honor. The so important 12 traditions are, one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusting servants. They do not govern. Eight, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. And this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly related to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book 
mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute, and once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page Roman numeral 17, that's XVII, the second paragraph which begins with a second small group. And I'm going to ask Audrey MP to do that reading for us. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. This is Audrey MP from Santa Monica. Uh, Thank you, Penny. Um, And here's the reading. A second small group promptly took shape at New York to be followed in 1937 with the start of a third at Cleveland. Besides these, there were scattered alcoholics who had picked up the basic ideas in Akron or New York who were trying to form groups in other cities. By late 1937, the number of members having substantial sobriety time behind them was sufficient to convince the membership that a new light had entered the dark world of the alcoholic and a past. Hello? Are you going to share on that? Oh, I didn't know if I, okay, this is my first commitment ever. Oh, um, if you want to share, you, you, you're welcome. Go ahead. Thank you. So, um, but thank you. I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm a recovered bulimic. And this forward to the second edition, it, when we started to read it, I thought that the figures given were described as a fellowship as it was in 1955. And I thought, you know, these groups are forming and there's a new light entered the dark world of the alcoholic. And I was thinking with technology and what we're doing in vision with this phone call, we're, we're able to reach so many compulsive overeaters. And even in the world of, of Zoom and the internet, the groups, I, I don't know that you can count them now. Um, and so I just found that really astonishing that we're, we are now in, you know, a, 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 a newer light, a brighter light of recovery that we're able to reach so many people from all over the world um, into one room, into our Friday morning room. And and I'm I'm just happy to be part of this group. It's my first commitment ever. And, you know, I just want to get better. I want to be completely neutral around my food, not just my bulimia and my eating disorder. And I'm just going to hang out and listen to all of you. And thank you for allowing me to be of service. And uh, and I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. And um, welcome to to service. That's wonderful. Okay, so we're ready to take some people who would like to share. Before I take some names, I want to remind you that um, we're asking that even though we value all of all of your opinions and experience, uh, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day. And so with that said, who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Larry Kay. Good morning, Larry. Shelley C.R. Shelly. 
Holland. Who's after Holland? Meg D. Meg. Is it Z as in zebra? D as in duck. Oh, I was way off. Okay. Anyone else want to get in? Okay, let's just go and other people will be in the second round. Um, Larry K., Shelly C.R., Holland G., and Mag D. So good morning, Larry. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Uh, this is Larry K., recovered from Chicago. You know, we, we're reading here uh, just how these groups, uh, how we expanded in the early days, and they, they speak of Akron and New York and so forth. And it, it makes me think historically just how grateful I am. There, there was a guy, uh, when I think of Chicago, there was a guy that I learned uh, by the name of Earl Treat. And uh, he was the first to bring this to Chicago. Now, he stayed in Akron. He was His, his parents were uh, Earl Treat. Uh, there's a story of him um, in the big book. Uh, his parents lived in Akron. He was from Akron, and he stayed in, in, in Akron for a time, and then eventually work brought him to uh, Chicago. And uh, he um, he had problems like we did. He could not stay stopped from alcohol, and it was um, uh, traveling the way he did. He you know, continued to drink, and he got worse and worse. And in, in January of 1937, um, once again, his father from Akron picked him up to, to bring him back to uh, Akron to get sobered up. And he, his father told him about a group in Akron, and he, um, uh, he was indoctrinated, in a sense, by eight or nine guys uh, in Akron for which um, he was allowed to attend his first meeting, uh, which was led by uh, uh, Bill D., Bill Dodson. And, and what I learned is there were eight or nine alcoholics at this meeting, and, and, um, and they, there was no big book at that point, right? And yet no, no literature except some various uh, religious pamphlets and whatnot. And, you know, they closed with the Lord's Prayer. They had a meeting. Anyways, he stayed in Akron two or three weeks, and he spent a lot of time with Dr. Bob. And what's interesting to me is Dr. Bob took him through the steps, from what I understand, in one afternoon. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's something, you know, that we could do, but, but Bob, Dr. Bob helped him with the moral inventory, um, and he, he looked at his uh, different personality traits, just as we do, his character flaws, and he later brought this to, he returned to Chicago in 1937 to start AA there, and he, um, you know, he was able to, uh, to, to, to expand that, he eventually uh, hand passed that on. It started in Evanston, Illinois, if, you're, if you know this area. Uh, there was Sylvia Kay, who wrote The Keys to the Kingdom. Um, Earl suggested that she go to Akron. She did the same. So the point is, wrapping up, Penny, is that this thing really, really sprouted and began to take off. And here we are in 2020. What an extraordinary thing. And it was Earl who urged Bill W. to codify the AA um, experience. And, and Bill ended up writing uh, the long form of the traditions as a result of Earl T's uh, um, influence there too. So, plus the fact that Harlan knew this guy personally. He's so old. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, anyways, thanks so much, Penny, for your service. I'm grateful for everyone on the line. With that, I pass. Thanks, Larry K. And Shelley C. R. Your turn. Good morning. 
Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Penny. This is Shelley C.R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern Minnesota. Um, so I, this paragraph, like reading, hearing this being read and reading along, and the thing that just, I just thought such hope. So this, at the very end, had convinced the membership that a new light had entered the dark world of the alcoholic. And I remember when I came into OA, and, you know, I don't know exactly how I knew about this program um, because I had come to a meeting a few years prior and obviously things weren't bad enough for me that I decided, no, I don't need this. I can do this on my own, um, which, you know, fast forward a few years and things had gotten significantly worse and I was in that dark world and my compulsive overeating was completely out of control where I felt like I had had some control over it previously and I could, you know, manage it. Um, And I laugh because that's not really the case. Uh, But I was in such a dark place. And, you know, I I tended to think that my compulsive overeating, this disease affected only me. But the reality is me being in that dark world and that dark place really affected those around me as well. And, and and I was not a nice person. Um, you know, I was just really irritable and crabby and snapped at my family and just really wasn't able to be loving and open and um, at peace in any way, shape, or form because I didn't have what I've gotten now out of this program um, and that spiritual connection with my higher power. And... So this, the last sentence just is such a piece of hope. Um, the other thing that I that I think about is the shared as far as, you know, how this is all growing, and I love reading about this, because um, as a 12-step programs in general, um, I was first introduced directly when I lived in Ecuador for a long time, and and it's like in Ecuador, and then now I'm here in the U.S., and, and I can connect back with people from a group that I was a part of there, and you know, it's just such a wonderful, amazing community and this fellowship, how strong it is. Um, and and here, looking back to see how it all started, how brilliant. I love it. Um, so that's all I have to share today. I just really appreciate being here and I'm very grateful for this program and for all of you and for all that I learned listening to the shares from everyone. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Shelly C.R. And now we're going to hear from Scottsdale, Arizona. Good morning. Yes. Uh, thanks, Penny. I'm Harlan G., and I'm in sweltering Scottsdale, Arizona, where it will be a breezy 116 degrees over the next few days. Um, 1937, the big book has just been started. They are starting to put things down, and in 1937... A man by the name of Clarence Snyder is going to Dr. Bob, and he says, I've got two Roman Catholic sponsees, and the cardinal and the priests and the bishops are forbidding them to go to the Oxford group meetings. Oxford group meetings were Protestant meetings. They were Protestant in their nature. And Dr. Bob's response is, When they were getting loaded every night and they were carrying on with the women in the bars, they weren't such good Catholics. 
Tell them to just come to the meetings and be quiet. And Clarence Schneider kept it up and kept it up and says, look, we need to break away. And he starts an AA meeting for the very first time in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, these are giants of recovery. When we walk in here, we dial in this number. We are dialing in on the shoulders of giants. And Clarence Snyder was one of those giants. Bill Wilson had no problem breaking from the Oxford group. Dr. Bob had a problem with it. Eventually, they broke. And eventually, what happened is what you have today. When we read a paragraph like this, let's remember something. If we were born 100 years ago in, in 1920, 100 years ago, not 1,000, 100, we would have been living in a world where there was no remedy for alcoholism or addiction of any kind, let alone our compulsive overeating. There was no place to go. There was nothing that worked. We have a proven workable method forged by people who were just as sick and just as human as we, and they forged it with God's guidance. Believe me, they did. The book is divinely written. The program is divinely inspired and carries on today in spite of some of the people that are part of it. And the bottom line is we have something here on which we can rely. And whether we're in recovery or not, 10,000 years from now, there will be meeting, there will be a program, because there will be people that will seek it above their next breath. And yes, I knew Earl Treat. No, I didn't. Earl Treat was dead long before I came along. But the bottom, thanks, Larry. But the bottom line is, is that yes, we have the meetings that we have, and the message spreads. Why does the message spread? Because it's divine and it works and it's free, and you can access it at any time, and it's easier to recover now than it's ever been. Thank God. Thank God that we live in a time where we have each other, and we have a book, and we have meetings, and we have a proven workable method. On the shoulders of giants do we exist today, and one of them is Clarence Snyder. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan G. And now, Mag D. Mag? Here I am, unmuting. Okay. My name is Mag D, and I am from the beautiful state of Rhode Island. And I, too, was intrigued by the sentence talking about a light. When we had the convention in Boston, the centerpieces of the table were a lantern. Um, which was show, um, the light and how light was used as a signal. And I thought, yeah, that's true. When I was so struggling, 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 far in the distance, I'm like, huh, what is that OA thing? I wonder what that's about. And then I, as I got closer, I kind of learned about it and said, recovery, hmm, what is that? And then it got brighter as you got closer. And then I saw these people are happy about it. What? I was never happy when I was managing to get my food in. What? Control. Because I was trying to control it. But then I thought about, wow, light. When you're closer to light, you can see better. And you may not like what you see. 
So I went through that where I realized I was lying to myself. A healthy weight, gee, I was claiming I was taller than I actually am so I could get a higher weight, thereby I'm good, right? That my goalpost would endlessly creep, creep, creep to higher, higher, higher weight. Then I would do the not me. Oh no, not me, well maybe. Well maybe it's me. Gee, that light and that brightness, it started to get me and I'd say, wow, I'm desperate. And I was grasping for the, for the light. How can I do it? And now today, I look at too, how am I a light? In my very first days, when I started to get even the tiniest bit of understanding of success, I would tell people about it. I would share, I would share my struggles. I would share with that. And then my sponsor had to push me though, because I didn't like doing that. Didn't like making those calls. I didn't like that. And she would say, it's a 12-step program. It's a 12-step program. You're going to get a lot out of it if you share what you know. And that is definitely true. When I share with other folks, my own light gets brighter. And I understand more about myself. Um, So with that, I'm going to pass. I'm very grateful for this. I'm very grateful for this meeting. Thank you, Penny. Bye. Thank you, Meg D. All right, ready for another a group of people who would like to share, and a reminder that we're on page XVII, second paragraph, a second small group. Who else would like to share? Roxanne. From Boston. Roxanne. Roxanne. Hold on, please. Russ, Katie, and who was after Katie? Edini. Edini. And Barbara E. Barbara. Okay, I have, and I know I missed a couple. We have Russ, Katie, Dini, Barbara, and who else? Thought I heard some other people. Larry G. Larry G. Thanks, Larry. And one more. Okay. So Russ M. Who was that? Rella R. Would you spell your name? R-E-L-L-A. R-E-L-L-A. Okay, that's a nice group. So, Russ M., and you're going to be followed by Katie G. Good morning, Russ. Good morning, Penny. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. Russ M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Uh, i, I got to be frank and honest. You know, once I... Sponsoring. Uh, once I go through the steps. I don't really go through the forwards. And this has been a revelation, and it, it's actually a beautiful thing that now I actually, you know, after only three years, you know, going through these forwards, I realize the magnitude of this program and what these people sacrifice. And, you know, it gets me emotional, which is like an easy thing to do, you know, but it, 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 it touches my heart so much. Uh, you know, I'd be dead without this program, and that's not—I'm not being overly dramatic. It's just what it is. The facts. I have no other way of life. And some people came at me and told me, and were frank, were honest with me. Said, "Look, man, you're a little bit too hardcore. You know, you're a little bit—you protected the program a lot. Like you ain't gonna—you don't cut any corners. And going through these forwards shows me why I'm like that." 
and you know I'm going to protect this program, and I'm going to do my best in in my imperfection to keep it to what it is because it saved my life. And you know I have a fear, not that you know, I have any control, but honestly, it's changed my life. So why veer from it, and why get cute? And you know nobody appointed me to protect her. You know, so I got to work on that, but. You know, I sit back and I hear what these guys sacrificed, not knowing that a man that lost his business, almost lost his family, lost everything else that was important to him at 44 years old, that they would impact me, impact my family, impact people around me over 80 or 90 years ago, whatever that is. I don't have the numbers. So I'm indebted to Bill, Dr. Bob, Hank, all the guys, everyone that laid this down, you know, anybody that had anything to do with it, Roseanne, uh, they sacrificed a lot for me. And I, I, I don't take it lightly because I have my life back now. You know, I'm, I'm living a free man. Predicated, I, I stick to what the book says, you know, not that there's no, like, I, we have to do the work, but it's a miracle. So I, I owe a lot. And that's that's the other reason why I get a sponsor because I owe. So, I love you guys. Thank you. Have a beautiful weekend. Love you too, Russ. Thank you. And now, Katie G. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, family. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston. And, you know, I'm I'm just so humbled and grateful. I hate it when I say humbled. That it doesn't show. Anyway, I'm going to start again. I'm so grateful to have a seat today in this beautiful meeting with all your faces. Um, I'm so grateful for the people that shined light for me and continue to shine light for me and have given me hope. And, and, and the hope is so much bigger than, um, Katie, you don't have to suffer from compulsive overeating, anorexia, and bulimia. How about, Katie, you don't have to suffer as a prisoner in your mind, right? Because I, I'm powerless over food, and my life will forever be unmanageable. This program is not about me managing my life. This is about me getting a new manager, and it's not me. You know, how many times, yes, I absolutely burned my life to the ground with food and anorexia and bulimia, and I have the war stories and wounds to tell you. But how about all the times I burned out my life trying to manage and control you? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have relationships. I, I came into these rooms, and I couldn't even relate to a sponsor. I had maybe 40 sponsors my first year. So if you've had like 30, good, because, because I, there are hard nuts to crack in this room. And, um, you know, people just kept shining the light and kept saying, it's okay, you know, Katie, keep showing up, keep coming, you know, give up, surrender. This is how we do it, you know. And I'm, I'm just so privileged to look around this beautiful room and, and to know your faces and um, for the hope that, 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 that I get when I call you and I say, help me, tell me what to do as a recovered woman today, right? Because I have to tell you, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but being recovered is beautiful. It absolutely is. But it's contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, which is a lot of work because life happens. Life happens all over us, whether we want it to or not. But to trudge shoulder to shoulder with all of you um, and, and, and to um, have the, the hope, right, that that whatever's going on in my life, it, it, there's, a, there's a God bigger than me, and that God's going to manage it for me. And so all I have to do is show up in these 24 hours and surrender, surrender the food, surrender my old ideas, and, and listen and, and hear what you have to say. And then I have the privilege of, as we talked about so beautifully yesterday, frantically helping others. 
And I don't have to be in the outcomes business. Like if I call you and we talk and you want me to sponsor you and it works out, awesome, awesome. But if I call you and we talk and you don't like the way I do this or do that, awesome, right? Because it doesn't matter, right? Like we just keep, you know, shining this huge flashlight and wherever it goes, it's going to land and help you discover what it is you need to discover. Because this is a sacred textbook. But, but what we do with that, the experience we have with that, the way we get to God with that, that's us, that's our journey, that's our recovery. So I just thank you, all of you, for sitting here with me this morning and for giving me a life that I want to live today. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Katie G. Dini, it's your turn. Thank you, Penny, for your service. <clears throat> Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M., and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Yes, always giving credit where credit is due. Hmm. A spiritual chain of connection has started here. A presence appeared and amplified and defined by a new light that entered the dark world. I love that. A new light that entered the dark world. Because it's that spark within that ignites one another. And this is what happens when when not I, but we, pick up the basic idea of connecting with one another and sharing our experience, strength, and hope to, to those that are still suffering in and out of the rooms, to be able to identify with one another and share a shared problem, a shared solution. They found something that worked. And with light, we see the truth. We see with our spiritual eyes, with with, with the eyes of our hearts, and we speak with the language of our hearts. They had the truth, and the truth always sets us free, an answer, a way out. They were carrying that solution. They were walking in the solution. They needed to share that that solution of having a spiritual awakening because it was a burning desire to share it. And they have been transformed into what God would have them be. You know, their words, feelings, and actions were inspired by the hand of God that allowed the obsession of the mind to be driven out. And now they're on fire, like we are on fire, with that sense of urgency and excitement at the same time to carry the gift, to pass it on, And God was carrying them. They were on a mission, whereas we are on a mission, to carry the message of hope, which is the message of God. And we are all being carried by God, and we are always being taken care of no matter what happens in our lives. That's the trust. That's the belief. And thank you, God. I pass. Thank you, Adini. And Barbara E. Thank you so much, my singing leaders. I have to say that I'm thinking about airplane rides. You remember when we used to get on airplanes, they said if the oxygen mask fell down first, you put it on yourself before you put it on your children 
or your husband because you needed to be save yourself in order to save them. And I think that's true in this program too. I know my first sponsor said, Barbara, it's not what you're running to, it's what you're running from. And I have to always remember, for me, that the progressive development of my compulsive volume overeating the, the power, led my power of reasoning to slowly deteriorate. I t- took the geographical cure from one diet to another, and they always worked. But immediately upon losing the weight, I gained it back. I needed something more. The self-deception that I told myself that I could have that first drink, that I could eat in moderation, that the continued use of, of my eating and my reliance for physical and mental power would enable me to recover. I had to, yes, get abstinent, follow what my sponsor said, do every single thing that she told me to do without saying but, because if I said but, all I'd get, she said, was a bigger but, and I certainly didn't need a bigger but. But the joy of the program for me came when I really started working with others, passing the message on, hearing the joy in their voices as they began to recover. And yes, there were many people that I let, that left me. I never left them, but they left me. I wasn't the voice. I wasn't the messenger they needed to hear. And that's fine, because if I say, oh, I failed, what's wrong with me? My sponsor said, Barbara, that's your giant ego talking. It's not up to you for them to recover. It's up to them. If they want it enough, if they're willing, if they're desperate, they'll do it. And that's what I was when I crawled into OA. I was desperate. I was lying to myself. I was eating out of the garbage, eating off the floor, hiding food, driving around aimlessly in my car, stuffing food into my mouth. That the first nine seconds of yum were enough, but then what I was running from came back to me. And those symptoms that common to us all compulsive overeaters in one way is what's going on between at least my ears. My ears, my head is a sick neighborhood to be in. So every day I wake up a compulsive overeater again. I say, God, what would you want me to be? Please show me the way to kindness, pity, love, and tolerance. And I make sure to make at least three phone calls a day. I tell people I'm making you my appetizer phone call or I'm making you my my dessert, my sweet dessert. And it doesn't matter who. And I always return phone calls because that's my honor, my duty, my joy. And I love you all. Have a beautiful dry weekend. We're heading for a rough one up here in New Jersey. My sympathies, sympathies, 
to anyone whose temperature outside is going out to 116 degrees. I pass. It's be safe, be sane. I love you. Thank you, Barbara E. And Larry G. Yeah, good morning. My name is Larry G. I'm from Northern California. Um, I am so privileged to be on this call with so many fine recovered and recovering compulsive eaters. Um, I've been studying the big book since I came to the George Falcox Nons in 1981. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been to the big book. Um, been to Joe and Charlie. Uh, my wife and I listened to Joe and Charlie on the way to seminars and, and conferences, but I've never studied a big book this way, and it's so freaking powerful. Um, I came to OA in 1981, uh, not for myself. I brought a friend who was dying from this, this disease. I can tell you, I was sitting there. I was blown away. I, I was wearing a pair of pants. I was just busting through the seams. And uh, he eventually committed a felony and went to prison until he was 65. And I am, I am absolutely certain that if he would have gone through the steps of over years anonymous, that would have not happened. Um, I came to OA for me in 1988. I came uh, on the shoulders of God um, like the first 100 did, and thank God for that. Um, I've been part of many corporations and organizations where people's egos were the size of giants, and I can tell you right now I wouldn't be sitting here absent if uh, if that happened. Um, today, I woke up a free man like like Bill Dotson. Um, May 17th, I was a goner. I couldn't stop eating. Um, and I, I'm 39 years in, OB, in, in AA and been program since 88. And I was, remember saying to myself um, on that afternoon, uh, man, if this is what the promises is, man, I don't want to live. Because uh, I was a chronic relapser. And my badge of honor was I, I could hike uh, 13,000 feet and I can hike We've, my wife and I have hiked across Spain. We've hiked across Scotland. Um, and my badge of honor is I can ride 100 miles. I can swim. You've, you've uh, maintained, you know, an 80-pound weight loss since, uh, since, 20, since 2000. And, Larry, you're entitled to go and have uh, an entire cake, a tub of macaroni and cheese, eight or nine ice cream sandwiches on the way home. I was destroying myself. And I had of the prisoner, just like it says, and this light was not shining on me because of my ego. Um, and I came to, thank God I came to the doors of this meeting in May 17th. And I have a, I have a, a vision sponsor and I'm saying yes to her. And yesterday was one of those 22 ounce cake days, one of those six servings of macaroni and cheese days. And I did what was asked. I got on a call. I, I made a call to some new people. Um, I called some people in this program. Um, they walked me through what they do on that kind of day. And I said yes to all of it. And um, I, I also gave service yesterday by calling people who, just like me, were suffering. And here I am this morning at 4 a.m. in Northern California, sitting on this phone, absent, um, free from this disease, content contented, joyous, appreciative, enthusiastic, and can't wait to take the day on. Um, 
I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate all of you in this call. It has, it has revolutionized, changed my life, and all I had to do was surrender. Um, thank you for those who gave service in my past. Thank you, Larry G. And Rella L. Good morning. Hi, good morning. This is Rella R. Thank you so much. Oh, R, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, that's all right. Um, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater, recovering codependent, and recovering in other programs as well. And um, I wanted to express my gratitude to my very beautiful sponsor. I don't know if she's listening. We went through the seventh step in the 12 and 12 these past few days, and her input was so inspiring in general, that whole chapter about um, asking God to remove my character defects and being ready for him to remove those character defects and how um, we had such good discussions about how um, she she gave it a comparison because we were talking about how much work do I put in and when does God meet me? And she said, it's like being yoked together. It's like we're both wearing the yoke and doing the work. And it was such a beautiful image. And we had such a good conversation about it. And I left feeling uplifted and hopeful and um, so grateful for the wisdom that comes from these books and for the privilege of having a sponsor who really, really works. You know, she walks the walk and, and works hard to integrate everything. And she's inspiring to me, and um, yeah, fills me with hope. So that's all I have for today, and thank you all for listening, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rella. Uh, And so it's time we could take, it's, um, yeah, we have time for at least two or three more. Who would like to share? Oh, I I didn't get that first name. Sharon R.B. Sharon R.B., I think. Okay. Sharon B. Somebody C. Lisa R.B. Lisa R.B. Okay. And just one more. Rebecca A. U.K. Somebody in the U.K. Rebecca. Rebecca. And your last initial, Rebecca? Okay, she'll probably give it to us when she speaks. And now Sharon R.B., your turn. Sharon R.B. What page are you on, please? Sharon? It's Lisa R.B. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I was unmuted. This is Sharon B. Sharon B. Okay, go ahead, Sharon. Yes, so sorry. Thank you. My name is Sharon, Recovering Compulsive Eater, currently on Step 8 with uh, my miraculous sponsor. Um, Okay, so what I love about this paragraph is God send paragraph 
where it says a second small group promptly took shape in New York. What I do is I visualize those seven people who were in that group, and I visualize the seven or so people in the Akron group. And what comes to mind for this addict first is the Bible, and then secondly is science. Um, what I know to be true about numbers is the more things, the more people that join a group, the more powerful, more energized that group becomes. We see that in the Bible. We see that in science. You know, how many of us have been in a room filled with 100 people or 1,000 people or 20,000 people in a coliseum, and the emotion is palpable. You can feel the excitement. You can feel the energy of the person in back of you, and you aren't even looking at that person. You could feel it. And this is what was happening. As each person, each new person would join the group, the power, the recovery became stronger and stronger in each person. It is so exciting to see recovery flourish when there was none in existence before. How many of us, myself included, have been blessed to create meetings or a meeting and notice people coming in one at a time and watching the recovery increase ad infinitum? It is so exciting. I'm getting goosebumps at the prospect. Um, that's time. And with Sharon. that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon B. Lisa R.B. Good morning, Lisa. Lisa? Hi, this is Lisa. I am a compulsive eater. I am so grateful that this book tells me that I can rely on anything that's said in this book. And I'm coming off of a month relapse I picked up on my 50th birthday. And um, I am just so grateful that I can rely on the people on this line and their their strong recovery and the hope that has been uh, communicated this morning on the line. That, that I can, again, have a new light in this dark world of this disease. And uh, I started to think that, you know, that I wanted to tell certain people that have worked with me for so many years on this line not to give up on me, but 
I know it's the disease, and and I just this morning I'm, I'm I woke up and I got online, and I just wanted to um, take the action necessary to uh, call that disease out that it's that it's not going to win for me today. So that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa R. B. and Rebecca. Hi there, it's Rebecca A from the UK. I'm really grateful to be here. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, I'm fairly new to the fellowship. Um, I've been here about uh, uh, three months and um, it's been an incredible journey so far. I really related to um, what people were sharing about um, that a new light has entered the dark world. And it reminded me of the bit that says how dark before the dawn you know, and I feel like so grateful for the people who kind of walked this path before me, all the amazing speakers that I've heard, all the amazing people who did this, especially at the beginning when there wasn't that many people. And um, everyone is absolutely right. The more people there is, the more power there is. My partner's in a different fellowship. And um, he told me the other day that about a year ago, he had said, you know, there's a fellowship around kind of food and you might be interested in it. And apparently I told him, and I have no recollection of this, there's no effing way that I would um, do that. And a year later, here I am. And um, I'm just so grateful that um, for Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm so grateful for OA, Roseanne, Bill, Bob, all the trailblazers, because um, it really has been a light in my life. And connecting with other fellows is a real lighting and enlightening of my spirit. And um, for that, I am so grateful. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rebecca. And we have one minute. Can some, Does somebody want to grab one minute? Okay, then we're going to close. Thank Mary. you. Jay, go ahead. Also, also. somebody, Jay, go ahead. We 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 we've got about thirty thirty seconds. Mary, Mary Jay. Okay. Good morning. You have time to say hello, Mary. Just hello and thank you all for being the light of my morning. I love OA and I really love vision. Thank you all for being there. Pass. Okay, thank you. And we need to to close now. Um, I I really I really am sad when this meeting comes to an end. So I just want to thank everyone who shared, everyone who helped read or um, or be be there um, to do the newcomer welcoming pretty soon, and then uh, the host of the second hour. Thank you. Um, the share ID for today which is Friday, July 10th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 14957, 14,957. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and that is Liz V. who's going to do that for us. Good morning, Liz. Liz V.
thought I was unmuted. Thanks so much. It's Liz V, gratefully recovered in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny and past. Thanks so much for all the prayers 